Welcome to Inspired Voices, the podcast that amplifies remarkable journeys of extraordinary individuals who've achieved greatness in their chosen paths. I'm your host, and together we'll hear inspiring stories of those who've conquered the world of business and who have left a mark in their respective fields. In today's episode, we have a true luminary joining us, someone whose expertise have garnered widespread acclaim and admiration. Meet Dr. G, the rapping celebrity chiropractor, known as the Spine Whisperer. Not only is he a celebrity chiropractor, he also caters to professional athletes and competitive bodybuilders alike. Dr. Gutierrez's groundbreaking methods have, have earned him recognition from prestigious publications such as GQ Magazine, ESPN, and Fox. But it's not just glitz and glamour that defines Dr. G's journey. His commitment to transforming lives of his patients set him apart. With a unique approach to biometrical dysfunction, pain management, and corrective care, Dr. Gutierrez has redefined what it means to provide comprehensive healing solutions. Get ready to be inspired as we dive into the mind of a trailblazer, uncovering triumphs, challenges, and invaluable lessons that have shaped Dr. G's extraordinary path. Join us as we explore the realm of endless possibilities, where dreams become reality and resistance paves the path to greatness. Sit back, open your hearts, and prepare to be captivated by the voices that ignite inspiration. This is Inspired Voices, where every journey has the power to change lives. So, introduce yourself, Mr. G. Um, Dr. G, Dr. Matthew Gutierrez. Um, yeah, but most everybody knows me as Dr. G. I'm, I'm the chiropractor in Dallas, like, you know, I'm here to help my community. Man, the momentum that you have picked up over the years and your yeah. expertise, it, it just has grown. And I, I'm always wowed by the, your, your clientele. And yeah, don't even yeah. let me get started on your <laughs> rapping. I was, right. I heard some of your raps and I was like, whoa, he, yeah, he has some yeah. skills. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do, you, do you plan on expanding that con that rapping content past uh, the chiropractic? <laughs> like, like behind... Um, I haven't really, like when it, when I started, I as of now, no, but um, my Spotify has like, I want to say like over 35,000 like monthly listeners because everything we do, we pretty much upload to Spotify as, as a verified artist. Um, and it's just uh, the people that I work with, they got that stuff set up for me. And then it's it's moving to a point where there could, there could be some potential there. But as of now, I'm focused on chiropractic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how'd you even come up with the idea of starting to create these rap vid videos about uh, chiropractic? Man, um, I can't even remember the original. I mean, well, it's probably just influenced by my, by uh, like all of my friends, you know, um, y'all see that I, I do work with a lot of rappers. Right. Um, and then also I'm really good friends with Lardy B who is a parody artist. Also Nate God, both parody artists. Um, and I don't know, I just, just one day I was just like inspired to just do something with rap and I'm like, Hey, I think this is a good idea. And it just worked out. So when was your first rap video in your career? Was it after you've already gotten settled in, in this location and, the, I was, I, I had a video, like a commercial done with, uh, Duro and Lardy B like years ago, probably 20, 2020, I'd say. Um, but I, there was just one day that I was just, I was with my wife, I was driving and I was listening to, uh, 
just the radio and then the rollout comes on the ludicrous video. And then that's my era. That's when I grew up. But I'm always thinking of, I'm trying to think of content for social media. And with social media, what you want is something that grabs somebody's attention. So I'm listening to that song. And then the first thing I remember as a kid is the video. And I'm like, man, I remember that video with the big head. And then like, I was like, man, if, if I had a video with that, like that would stop people from scrolling on their feet. And then I was just like, you know what? Maybe I can remake rollout. <laughs> and then so I called my video guy. I'm like, hey, can we edit this video to make me with the big head like that rollout, like the original rollout? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's easy. And then it's just, we just did it and it just took off. <laughs> yeah, I've watched almost all of them. I yeah. love the Wednesday one that you did. Oh, see, that, that one was so fun. And then, I mean, yeah, all of them are fun. Yeah. <laughs> that one I have to give credit to Lardy B as well because, um, Man, and then she's she's such a great friend. She's just so brilliant. Uh, because now that we did that years ago, and then now look at the Wednesday Adams thing on Netflix. Like she just knew like something was trending with with the Adams family, and that's kind of what it was. She called me. She's like, "Hey, it's like we're getting close to Halloween." She goes, "I got this great idea, like where I can dress up as Wednesday, and then you can be uh, you can be Gomez." Um, and then she's like, "I think it'll be a really good video for you." And then it, it turned out really good. So at what point in your career did you uh, started to say, you know what, I, I've, I've made it to a point where I have a good clientele base. They trust what I do. They, they, they come to me, you know, when they want their back straight and anything's wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, at what point did you started, you know, really st- showing yourself and your creativity through your work? Because I know for me as, as a business owner and being a realtor, um, you know, I, I have my own to group. Um, you know, it took a while for me to really start showing my personality until I felt comfortable in what I was yeah. doing and what I was talking. And for me to make that plunge over and, and say, you know what, I, I'm going to I'm going to take a different way. I'm going to go ahead and, and show my personal side of me. So what point in your career did you decide? I think at no risk here. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think honestly, I, I, when it got to the point where I could afford to I mean, because things cost money, like video production costs money. Um, like, I mean, it, any advertisement you do, it's going to cost money. I think probably the first two or three years of my career, I was like literally like starving. I wasn't making any money. And then but I just I mean, it's it's just my passion and I stuck with it. And when things just naturally started growing, um, I just started taking some of that money and reinvesting into more content. And then it's like I think anybody that's a small business owner should understand that like investing in yourself is a big deal and 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 you shouldn't shy away from spending on marketing because ultimately it's getting it's getting your message out to more people and if you have a good message and it resonates with enough people you're going to continue to grow and you just need to always have like a marketing budget basically yeah i was scrolling through your feed and i noticed all your your educational content and you had me when i was watching i found myself straight my back up and i started doing my arm like this just watching you like wait a second let me see what i'm doing wrong here so how did you you come to even getting into chiropractic um it's so ever since like and so I, my background is I was actually a power lifter, <laughs> like in high school, right? Oh. And then high school into into my early 20s. So I've always kind of had like the natural mindset. Like I, I, I've never been like a proponent of, of medicine. And I think that there, I think there's a lot of holes in the medical system. And that's kind of where it stemmed, stemmed from. Um, a lot of people don't know that the number one reason people take medication is going to be pain medication. Number one reason for uh, disability is is back pain. The number one reason for hospital visits is also back pain. A lot of people don't know all this stuff, right? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. And then I, I I think we live in a society where we're overly prescribed medication. I think we're overly prescribed surgeries, um, and it just it just made sense for me 
understanding that like the biggest issue, I mean, of course there's like, there's all these other issues with medication, but the biggest impact I could make is going to be with back pain because that's where most of the stuff is coming in. So right out of high school, is that where you, you kind of jumped no, into that's, this path? So like in high school, we had to do like a career pathway. And then I, the, my, I had a teacher that made me kind of research and study everything. And that's where I kind of where I kind of figured all this stuff out. And I'm like, man, you know, chiropractic, that's, that sounds like a great career for me. But when I graduated, I kind of did my own thing. I got I got married at an early age um, uh, and I ended up just working odd jobs like McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Kidobo, warehouse jobs. I didn't actually go back to school until I was about 21. Um, and it's just at, at one point, I'm just like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to continue like living the life that I'm living because I didn't see any growth. And then just something inspired me. I probably God, <laughs> which is like, Hey, you got a bigger purpose here. And I just thought to myself, you know what, like, what do I have? What do I have to lose? Like I'm the best I can do is maybe make $50,000 a year. <laughs> if, if I bust my ass to work at McDonald's or whatever it may be, you know, nothing against, nothing against that, but that just, it just didn't sit well with me. I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. And I'm just like, I literally risked nothing by going back to school, moving in with my parents and starting over. So you did that. That's great. You know, a, a lot of, of great people, they, it, it takes a lot to, to get, to save and then plan for what you want and then do it. Yeah. So, yeah. so how long was, was that process? Oh man. So chiroprac- to get through chiropractic school, you're going to, I mean, if you have no undergraduate or any education at all, it's going to take you seven, eight years. And that's basically where I started. I didn't graduate uh, chiropractic school till I was 28 going on 29. So I, I, I was living with a, a wife and two kids at my parents' house until I was almost 30 years old. And I, and then coming from like the culture that I come from, the Hispanic culture, that's a big deal. Like, you're, you're a deadbeat <laughs> if, you, if you if you have your family living with you, with your parents, you know. So I had a lot of that that uh, that I had to go against. But um, I think that everybody should. It's not that big of a deal if you're out there and you're <laughs> and you're if you have a supportive family that's going to help you like move on to a better career path. I, I think it's something that it, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. I always mm. encourage my clients when. Um, you know, when they're transitioning and they don't have enough money to buy a home or they're really wanting to move in with your parents, you know, do it. There's no shame. There's no shame at all. I don't even know where and when anyone said that there's a time point to move out. As I look at my daughter, you're never moving out. (laughs) (laughs) But But I think that's I think a key to understand is that you're just um, you don't you're risking nothing. If you're, if you're in a career path where that you're not happy with, you can always go back to that. (laughs) Like you're not risking anything by trying something new. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So at what point uh, of your career in the early days do you think shaped your path now, right out of, out of school? What decisions should you make? Um, that shifted me. I mean, I I would say a lot of it just kind of goes back to that mindset. Like I was, my mother raised me, and then luckily, our our primary care physician was a, a DO, which a lot of people may not know. A DO is a so if you're a if you're a primary care, you can be typically a medical doctor or a DO, which in our society they have exactly the same, they're equally the same, right? But the type, but the schooling is different. A DO is a doctor of osteopathy, so a DO they go. It's almost like they go through uh, medicine but they also have a holistic side to them. And then the, the primary care that I grew up with, she was uh, very hesitant to prescribe when she didn't need to. And she was very open with conversations with us too. Like, hey, like I can give you this, 
but your body's going to be better if, if I don't and you just allow your body to kind of fight it itself, build immunity to it because now you're not going to be dependent on medication as long. And then also the medication dependency and then it, it can, can be a problem and it can damage your like your stomach, your kidneys, your organs. And like by the time people, I want to say it's by the time people are 60 years old, they, they live on an average of seven different medications. And then there's there's consequences to that as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess you, with your clientele, you, you have those conversations with them, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. And you... So, I mean, if a patient and every, everything's always up to them, you know, I, right. I the, one of the first things I tell my patients is like, Hey, look, my goal is to, I, I want you to, to live a healthy life. I want you to be active. I want you to be able to live without pain, without medication, if possible. I mean, and there's just so many different, there's a variety of patients that come to me. I mean, I have patients that come in and they're like, Hey, they're telling me I need to have back surgery. I want to do everything I can to avoid that. What can you do for me? And then those are, those are the game changers for me because it's like, Hey, like we don't really understand all the time. Like, well, one surgeries are for your spine. Surgery is about a 50, there's a 50% success rate. Um, and then even when it does work, there's, your body's really not designed to have all that hardware, you know? So other things come up because your body starts to compensate. And then there's, there's so many other issues. And if you can avoid it, um, that's always, you're going to be healthier. It's just a better outcome for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, you know, just, just here seeing you, I I see your passion, just talking about it and you truly do love what you're doing and helping people. And I love your office, the creativity of it all. So (laughs) I'm excited to see what, what your plans are and growing in the future. It, it, it excites me, especially where you are right now. Um, So how do you keep on the path that you're going right now? you know, keeping the momentum up because you've yeah. you got your office going. Tell me about that. Is this your first office? Um, so, yeah, I mean, well, I've, I've moved offices. So actually, I, t- I actually took over a practice for uh, a, a doc that was in, he was in practice for 20 years. He's actually one of the best doctors in, in the entire world. Like to some degree, I inherited a practice where he was seeing like already like the, like some of the biggest and top uh, celebrities, one of them being Dean Graziosi. I know a lot of people know he works with Tony Robbins, um, but just that's kind of where that stuff started. And then, oh, but eventually I took over a practice that was seeing about a hundred patients a week, We've grown it to 600 a week now. And then, so now we had to get a bigger space. So it's the same office, just a different location, basically. Okay. And then yeah. that clientele just grew and grew and, and grew. And it just grew and grew and grew. Yeah. So who was your first celebrity and were you the nervous? first one. So there's a, there's a ton that I inherited from my, the previous doc that I took over with, but mm-hmm. like, Truly, truly, truly probably my first one, and I always say it is Rudy Rush. He's a great friend of mine, and, and not everybody may know who he is, but you should know he is, like, the funniest guy alive. Rudy Rush, he was on uh, in the morning, uh, Rudy Rush in the morning. Um, he's done a lot of comedy writings. Uh, I mean, he's, like, for so many TV shows, he's an sta- amazing stand-up comic, but um, he's the first person that I've actually, like, I was seeing celebrities all the time, and I just never thought to just ask somebody, "Can I video?" And then, but he was just in so much. I'm like, "Hey, Rudy, man, do you mind if I record your video?" And he's like, "No, not at all." And then I did it, and then we got good views. And then it's like, "Hey, I need to start talking with more and more people." And then, but on the business side, you start to see it grow. So it's like the people that I had already in practice, I just started asking them, you know, "Hey, can we get, you know, can we get some videos?" And then I've I've always networked and I've made the connection with the people that know the right people. Mm-hmm. And then we just kept feeding the beast basically and just keep going back through what inspires you now to just 
you know, keep going. I mean, you, you have an exciting practice right now as it is. I assume that just that that's your drive every morning waking up, huh? Yeah, it's like the way that I see it, I can't see enough people because the more people I see, the more people I help, you know. And again, I just feel like there's a there's a paradigm shift in our society that we need to kind of go through. And I'm just playing my part to try to make that shift. I want people to understand that there are uh, there's natural ways to take care of things. Um, and then if you can really understand and educate yourself about those routes, like ultimately at the end of your life, you're going to be a lot healthier. And then I'm just playing my part. What do you do on your free time? Uh, well, I have a big family, so it's always with family. I got um, I got a wife. I got four kids, um, kid stuff. That's it. Like my my two my girls are 12 and 10. And then I have two boys that are two and one. Oh, so everything, busy, yeah. you know, everything focuses around the little ones, uh-huh. <laughs> just keeping the kids entertained where we're, we're going to go to the movies. We're going to go to some park. We're going to we may take a weekend trip, whatever. But it's just keeping the family together and just staying happy. So do you have any plans for the future that that you're kind of thinking? I just take day day at a time, a day at a time. That's pretty much it. You know, um, I think with time, I just continually grow. People always ask me about a set, another office and it's just like it's maybe one day. But it's, it's really tough for me to kind of like there's so many patients under this roof that um, another location is just going to it may stretch me too thin. So I don't know. So my, my goal is to provide the, the best health care that I can for everybody. And as of now, just where I'm at now is going to be the best situation. You know, I want to really dig into your inspiration. You know, you yeah, tell yeah, me why. Yeah. Why, you know, you, you got into chiropractic, you were in bodybuilding, you right. know, um, and, and you have you have a passion for health. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as a kid, what made, did you think this is what you would be I'll, doing? I'll tell you the paradigm, the big shift for me, mm-hmm. right? And then this may be an aisle opener for everybody too. And then just from my personal primary care as a kid, right? Everybody thinks that you get strep throat. You have to take an antibiotic. That's what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks that like, oh, like you just have to take it. Well, what my primary care taught me in this as a kid is that, look, I can give you an antibiotic and it's going to take care of the strep throat. Right. But it's going to take care of it so fast that your body is not going to develop antibodies to fight this if it comes back. So now you have a dependency on the antibiotic. Right. She's like, or we can do it this way. We can watch you for seven to 10 days. In that time, your body, you're, you're going to feel it, but your body is going to get rid of it. And now guess what? Your body has antibodies to fight the strep, the strep throat. And now you're not going to get it anymore this winter. Or you can keep coming. You're going to come back to me four or five times this winter and I can keep giving you this antibiotic and, and your body's building no immunity on its own. And then... When I heard that, I was a teenager, but when I heard that, I was just, it just made me step back and think like, man, like we, every time like we, we feel, we feel sick, anytime we feel bad, anytime we think we don't feel good, we're programmed to think that we have to take something, right? Yeah. And then, but like, and now like as an adult, I made a post about this the other day. Now as an adult, I look back and I, and then I see it as like, I think it's a huge, uh, it's a huge issue with with mental health. I really think it is. We're indoctrined from children to think, if I get a fever, I have to take Tylenol. If I get strep throat, 
I don't feel good. I have to take an antibiotic. I get a headache. I need to take, etc. Like we're never taught that maybe it's okay to not be okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah, so. No, it's always, you got to catch it before you, it gets worse. It's, you need to get back to work in school. There's or always, it's, you're never, remedy. it's not okay to feel okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at, and just me personally with people in my personal, like, you know, friends and family, mm-hmm. like drug addiction, like, like real drug addiction, like, like you're talking methamphetamines, like uh, cocaine, heroin, like hardcore drugs. Like this is this is also part of my background where I come from. And then now when I look back, I'm just like, man, they, they that person, they never stood a chance since they were a kid. They've been taught. You don't feel good. You need something. You don't feel good. You need something. You don't. Well, of course, if they're depressed, not to say that there's I mean, I think that therapy is probably a better solution to drugs, but still, I think there's probably a lot of therapists that are just the first ones to give out medication. But I think that I think we're taught as a kid these things, and I think it's backwards, and and you know, and that's what it just kind of. And again, just going back, my biggest part I want to help as many people as I can, and the mental health and all that stuff is there. I mean, there's a great deal of it going on, but there's the number one cause of any kind of medication, any kind of surgery, any kind of intervention that's not necessary, possibly, it's it's back pain. So so how was it during the pandemic for you? So the pandemic was actually, we actually grew through the pandemic because, um, I forget what they call it, where we were essential, right? Well, we're essential because it goes back to the same thing. Uh, hospital visits, number one reason for ER visits is back pain. So if chiropractors are shut down, we already had we had we already had an overpopulation at the hospitals. What do you think is going to happen if now we get more people like more people with back pain going to the hospital? You know, so it would have been it just would have been chaos. So chiropractors are always going to be essential for that reason. You know, I can't think of one time that a doctor has ever recommended that I go to a chiropractor. And the things that you're saying and the videos and, and even looking at your website, it's so informative. Um, just educating people about your body and, and how it functions. I'm thinking to myself, why? Um, you know, it, I think maybe we're just so used to having a solution, a quick solution. And think about this. Maybe too. it's that. It's a habit. Force a Th- habit. Think of this. W- when have you ever gone to the doctor and they didn't prescribe you anything? Um, Never. I usually go for. I mean, that's what I'm, so not like go for prescription, but I go for help, and, and see, it this, ends up. Yeah. This this is a part of the problem as well with our healthcare system. Not that the doctors are like something like the doctor's bad, right? Mm-hmm. But the doctor now, because of the what we've created in our society, the doctor feels like I got to give you something or you're going to feel like it's a waste of your time, you know, instead of openly having the conversation. Like, like I said, I'm just blessed to the nth degree to be able to have a primary care that cared enough to stop and say, hey, I can give you this, but it's honestly better if I don't give you this like even I mean, my mother still goes to the same <laughs> primary care, but oh, does she? <laughs> even like. One of the well, I'll tell you two different stories with her as well. One instance, um, one of my sisters has always uh, battled with depression, and then she wanted, like, she needed some antidepressant medicine, right? So she she wanted to go to my PC, and then my primary care. She's like, no, I'm just, I don't, I just don't do those medications. I don't, I can't take you as a patient because I'm never going to prescribe that for you, right? So, and I thought, I mean, that was something else that was a little odd for for you know a medical practitioner to do. And then when my mother was going through menopause, she wanted hormone therapy, 
And then she told my mom, she's like, you know what? She's like, I'm not going to give you anything. She's like, there's an herbalist down the road. Like, go there. Tell them that, you know, you're going through menopause and they're going to give you natural remedies because that's going to be just as effective or more effective than anything that I give you. And if I prescribe you something, you're never going to take a drug without a symptom. You're, you're just, it just doesn't exist. There's no one drug that does not have a side effect, right? That's what I mean, right? So if, if I give you something, then you may, it may handle some of the symptoms that you're feeling, but it's going to create another problem later. And I don't want to do that for you because I'm here to help you have better health. Um, but basically, I don't even remember the question. You're, yeah, <laughs> no, you're, you're all about natural remedies instead of bringing outside sources in. Let's let's focus on what we got here and, and right. what's not going to damage all these other yeah. areas of your body that we don't even know may or may not happen. Right. That and scares other, me about these drugs out well, here. See, here's what's going to happen later? <laughs> here's the other thing that I'll tell you, too, that, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are uh, medical doctors, surgeons. So, I mean... Sometimes those things are necessary, you know, it's not, a, you know, but anybody that I work with, like if you come in as a patient and you absolutely do need a surgery, you can be assured that I'm going to, one, I'm going to make sure it's absolutely necessary for you. And I'm going to send you to a surgeon that's going to be the most conservative as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that I create as a partnership with, with my community to like, if it ever gets to that point, let's go with the, the best doctors that have the best practices, the most conservative ways. Yeah. I don't know. I see signs of you maybe having your own, um, I don't know, vi- vitamin line or something. Uh, <laughs> we talk something. about, we talk about because, uh, because of how many referrals we send out, uh-huh. you know, to, <laughs> my, um, you know, um, we've, we've talked about, there's been talks of like a spine center, <laughs> like maybe a Dr. G spine center where we have anything and everything to do with your, you know, we have the chiropractic, we have the, the physical therapy, we, you know, we, we can, you know, if it gets to the point and you absolutely need the, the medication and the surgery, cause there are those cases as well, but where we can kind of encompass everything that has to do with the spine. So tell me about your business. Cause we started right off with, you know, going right into all the nitty gritty of what we, what we can see of you from the outside. And, and we learned a little bit about your past. Um, tell me about your business. What all, what all do you guys do? Anything that's related to your spine or your nerves, and there's probably a lot more than people may understand. I mean, anything back, I always on all my posts, back pain, neck pain, sciatica, those are probably the most common. Mm-hmm. I mean, but um, ridiculous, like n- pinched nerves where you get numbness, tingling in the arms, frozen shoulder, um, headaches, migraines. I mean, it just goes on and on. Like Jeez. your your nerves feed everywhere in your body. So mm-hmm. if you, I mean, you can essentially have a pinched nerve that starts in the spine and it affects your foot, you know, it could affect your knee or it could affect the stability or the integrity of, of, of something to where that nerve feeds. And then that's, that's the beauty of chiropractic. What, what chiropractic, the essence of chiropractic is opening up the pathways from your brain to your body. So your, your body can function, uh, as it naturally should. So like, I mean, there's 23 discs in the spine, and what they do is they protect uh, all of your nerves that feed everywhere, right? So, um, I mean, if you have damage to a disc, if you have a misalignment, if you have muscular imbalances, if you have repetitive stress injuries, there, I mean, there's there's a lot of room for error where you can have irritation to a nerve. And the thing is, if your brain, if I have a pinched nerve in my neck that feeds down to my hand, right? My brain is trying to send signals to my hand. And then my hand is also sending signals back to my brain. But if I got pressure on a nerve that 
the, the nerve flow is going to decrease. It's almost like a water hose with a kink in it. Like, yes, it's going to still get through, but there's going to be a short circuit somewhere. And then that's where I come in is mm-hmm. finding these things, uh, diagnosing them, and then finding the right strategic plan to correct it long term. So not only does the numbness in the hand or the tingling go away, right? But now the entire arm can function at 100%. Mm. And then that, that's that's what true chiropractic really is. But I guess someone, if they're feeling any kind of um, pain in any of those areas, they can pretty much just come to you and you guide them down. down. Yeah, I mean, we know, go through an paths. exam, x-rays, whatever we need, we'll, we'll get it all figured out. What would you say to someone that is short on funds, they don't know where to turn, they're interested in chiropractic, but, you know, the seven years schooling throws them off. Is there any, you know, in between well, as a chiropractor, you, uh, you have to go through the schooling to legally do uh, to do an adjustment or spinal manipulation. Like uh, medical doctors and physical therapists can't even do an adjustment because it's illegal because it's not in their training. Because there are, there are conditions in certain times where um, you 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 may you probably shouldn't adjust, you know, and you have to be like, you have to be educated enough to understand, to catch those things and to keep the health of your patient at, you know, at a hundred percent. But so, I mean, along the, the lines of like what I do, like you have for for a chiropractor, you have to go through the schooling, but I mean, but for your overall health, I mean, I think, I think nutrition can be just as important, like a nutritionist, um, a uh, firm believer in massage. I think massage is, is a great, uh, people, again, people kind of equate massage to like pain or, you know, tension, things like that. But like one of the first areas that people have damage at an old age is in their feet and their toes. Those things go, I mean, you get numbness, you get cold, you get dead tissue in those areas. And one of the main reasons is because your feet are the furthest area from your heart. Well, what does massage do? Massage stimulates blood flow. It breaks up adhesions. It breaks up blockages in your circulation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think massage is a really good career to go as well. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe do that and then transition yeah. and then, during that time frame. And I have massage therapists too. So you can always oh, okay. partner and work with chiropractors as well. Yeah, I noticed you have you have a, a quite a bit of staff out there. Yeah, yeah. Man, this guy is busy. How does he do it? Yeah, I know y'all see all the video. I mean, I post videos all the time. I mean, I'm here. I'm busy, um, but I got a big staff. I got I got a lot of people that really help me. Yeah, really great people yeah. behind me. You found your passion Man. in your career. I mean, at this point, it's I know I start to plateau sometimes, and I try to yeah. find that motivation to keep going, and I shift and move and change and. Every year of my, my business, it's it's always just another level of, of, of change. There's always something. There's always growth, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say, I mean, the biggest thing just from my personal experience, just remembering like times that I didn't enjoy, that I, I wasn't happy with and I wasn't happy with myself. Like if if you're in a position and you're if you're in a job that you don't like, like why do it? Like you're you have one life. Like you need to do what even if you set yourself back for a few years initially to get yourself set up for success later, like it's worth it. It's worth it to starve a little bit so you can thrive in the future. And I think that's what a lot of people don't, they don't get. I mean, and then you have to, I had the excuses too. Like everybody's going to have an excuse, you know, like, Oh, I can't, I got, I got a wife, I got kids. I gotta, I gotta pay this, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep myself in my own household, whatever it may be. Like, 
you're going to always have a thousand excuses and reasons to not do something, but like you really got to think about it. If you're not happy with where you are and you continue to do the same thing that you're doing, you're going to not be happy the rest of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. So you need to make some kind of a change. And then that's what I would encourage people to really just talk to themselves, talk with God, you know, really figure things out. Cause I, I think, especially if you live in America, like if you travel to other countries, like they do not have what we have. I don't care how bad you think you have it. You have an opportunity. You got a cell phone. You can change your life. <laughs> like really, like the technology is just ridiculous what we can do. There's always time for a change. If you, if you woke up today and you're breathing, you can do something different than what you're doing today if you're not happy. That's like the big message I would tell people. Hey, another thing I'll tell you, a great mentor, great businessman taught me. Mm -hmm. If you're not growing, you're dying. So it doesn't matter how big you think you are, you're never going to, that wave isn't going to ride forever. So just as much work it took to get you to where you are, you have to continue that work. You, you can't take your foot off the pedal. Can't take your foot off the gas. You absolutely can. And, you know, how do you keep doing it? I just, I mean... Now, it's, it's now, family the, now the family's the inspiration. Okay. I mean, the family's always been the inspiration. Sure, yeah. But now it's like I look at, I mean, like my, my sons and my daughters and I'm like, I mean, like it's not even, I wouldn't even say it's like a financial thing. It's like I want them to, to see in me what they could be, you know? And then, man, my dad always did this. Like, you know, he, he was successful but he kept pushing. He kept he kept doing more and more and more. Like, you don't know how much. I mean, I could have stories about my dad all day long. Like, my dad, I love my dad to death. We didn't have a lot of conversations, but I learned. I mean, people will tell you they'll be like, "Man, he always talks about like he learned this and this lesson from his dad." I learned it by watching. Like, I'm like this guy. He goes to work. He does what he's supposed to do for his family. He didn't have to tell me anything. I learned so much more from my dad just by watching the way that he moves. And then that's my inspiration for my kids. It's like, I want them to see like, hey, you can't sit on your ass. Like <laughs> You got to get out and you got to do things. And that's what's going to make, you know, it's going to make your life happy. It's going to make your family's life happy. It's going to make, it's better for society. When everybody does their part, then society's better as well. Totally agree with you on that. I, I, I always try to tell my daughter whenever she's thinking about her path for her future and whatever she's going to do, make sure you have a passion in it. Because you, no, if, if you're working at a crap job or you're working somewhere that you're going to have to fight, like you said, it's a fight, it's a struggle every day. And if it's something that you're passionate about, it doesn't make it as hard. Yeah. It makes it easier. And just, I mean, and then because I know your daughter's, <laughs> but just, just put yourself, just start taking the right steps and everything's going to figure itself out. Like I, I know we talked about me wanting to, in high school, I wanted to be a chiropractor and then I worked these odd jobs that I didn't like, you know, when I went to, went back to college. Cause even when I went back to college, mm -hmm. I wasn't a hundred percent sold on being a chiropractor. Really? Like I wanted to do everything. I was like, Oh, I want to be like, I mean, talking to my friends, like, I'm like, okay, maybe I can be a veterinarian. Maybe I can be a dentist. It honestly took me till my junior year in college to like, just be like, I'm just going to be a chiropractor. Like, I'm not going to do any of this. I don't want to do any of this other stuff. I mean, I wanted to be a PhD in research. Like, there's just so much stuff that I want to do because, uh, I mean, I truly have, uh, like, I enjoy education. I enjoy learning. I enjoy reading. I, I love sitting in classes. I love sitting in lectures. My wife will tell you, like, I get excited to go to church because I'm like, hey, that's a lecture. I'm going to learn something <laughs> today. Like, that's, I'm just a lifelong student. But just 
start taking the steps in the right direction and then God's going to lead you to where you need to go. And I have questions, but I can't seem to get them out. <laughs> no, no worries, no I got worries. a little brain fog going on here. Yes. But so when you you're saying, you know, you were in college, you're going back and forth. You didn't know if you're going to do chiropractic or not, if you're going to go this way or you're going to go another way. Uh, what were you doing at that time and point? Were you were you working as a massage therapist? You no, think that would have been no, the best no, field no. for yeah, you, right? Yeah, I know, right? No, I was um, back when I was in college, working part time at a dry cleaners. And then but the reason I. I Chose that. They only paid me like $7 an hour. This is not that long ago, too. This is like 2010. Well, I mean, you know, but I was getting yeah. paid $7 an hour. The reason I took that job is because um, in the slow times, they didn't care if I had my books out and I could study for class, school. And then, that, I mean, if you're a student, like, you have to study. Like, you know, you can't waste all that money on college and not pass your tests. So if you're a student, you need to study, like, 24-7. I you love really how you be, got that you know? job so you could study. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. that's brilliant. I don't know. And I tell my kids all the time, too. I'm like, when you're – and I don't, I don't want to disrupt y'all's yeah, dynamic. No, but I'm just like, <laughs> my kids, I don't want them to work when they go to college. Mm -hmm. Like, because I, I want them to – like I said, I, I'm a lifelong student. I think it's important to make – you should make an A in every class you take because that means that you're a master at that subject, right? If you make a C, like what – what did you, okay, you passed the class, but did you learn anything? Like really, or like, how, and then, and, and going through college, like as much school that I've done, it's like, there's something your last year that th there may be information that's dependent on something that you learned your first year. And then if that happens, you're just going to, like, you might fail an entire class because you missed like one tiny piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And then, so with my kids, I tell them, I'm like, Hey, like, I don't want you to work when you go to college. Like that is your work. Like your job is to study. Mm -hmm. Your job is to make A's. Your job is to pass your classes. That's mm -hmm. that's your job. So think about this. So we hear this all the time. People are like, oh, you don't need a college education, right? Like to, I mean, with the, with our society, I think that's true. You don't need a college education if you know what you're going to do. If you don't know what you're going to do, I think a college education is is very important because what you learn is how to learn, right? And then so... Even if you go through four years of school and you don't use that degree and you move on to some other some uh, like another career path. Right. That career path, there's always going to be new new practices you got to learn. There's always going to be things. I mean, it might be business education. You're going to have to educate yourself on something. So what that means is you're going to need to know how to seek out the information, how to read the information, how to digest the information, how to assimilate it into your being so you can actually execute well, right? And if you don't go through college, like college is where, that's where I say I learned how to learn because I, I had some of the toughest teachers that it's not like you're not going to show up for the test and take a test and, and without studying, you're going to fail. Like, and, and, and it's just, and it's just tough. And then I, I had college for, luckily, I would say, I know it, it, it sucked at the time, but during, luckily, now that I look back, I'm like, man, I had classes where every single day I would rewrite my notes. I would record the lecture. I would listen to it again. I would, I would uh, make up my own tests. I would like get my notes and write questions. Like, okay, what question could they ask me about this? And then I would study my questions. Like I would study my ass off. And it was just like, now looking back, I'm like, well, I learned how to learn. Like, you know, I might, something comes up in uh, social media, like something new comes on social media. I'm going to have to learn how to read it. I'm going to have to learn how to educate myself. 
And, and again, that kind of circles back to like my success is I run all my own. I, so I have, I have people that obviously help me do videos and stuff, but the back end, the social media, the content and, and understanding what content I need to put out, like all that stuff comes from me. Like, it's like, I've educated myself enough to know like, Hey, like this is going to work. This video is going to work. This one's maybe not going to work. Doing it all your own. I learned it all yeah. on my own along the way. Yeah. Mm, because mm. I know how to learn. You know, I, I went to, to college for two years and it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, I immediately got in. I went to college when I was like 16, 17. Right. right. And then um, I got my real estate license when I was 18. Yeah. And it's just been straightforward and it's been like, this is what I was supposed to do my right. entire life. I should have never went yeah. to college. But now I look back in my older years and I'm like, you know what? I really kind of want to learn about this or, you know, I, I want to do this. Or I'm like thinking, am I too old? Am I? But yeah. <laughs> you really, there's really, education is never, yeah. um, you're never too old to do anything or learn yeah. anything. Do you, do you have to? I still have, have the urge to like want to go to, go back to college just to take certain classes, not for a degree or anything. Yeah. I'm just like, man, I'd like to take a course in that. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you like to learn. You yeah, do. Yeah. So, with you having so many clients, how do you stay sharp and 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 handle business? Is, is I, I assume you rely on your schedule. Yeah, yeah. The scheduling. I have like my office manager Kim really takes care of me. Um, I do what I'm supposed to do. Like I physically, it can be a lot, right? You know. So I I, there's not a day that goes by I don't stretch. <laughs> like I mean, I'm a huge believer in yoga. Like yoga is. Um, what it does, what I love about yoga is that if you're doing it daily, and I'm talking five minutes a day, nothing crazy, right? But if you're doing it repetitively daily, you're stretching every joint in your body daily. And but what happens is you're keeping your body young. Like so, so much of, of uh, deterioration or, or the breakdown of our bodies is because there's certain areas that just we just don't move. And then when that tissue or that joint or that bone lose it like if we don't use it enough it just becomes stiff 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 and more stiff right but stiffness in a joint limits fluid exchange in the in the joint and and you need lubrication for your joints or they're just going to dry out they're going to i mean it's it's almost like a rust but it it develops arthritis um so i'm just i try to keep myself as healthy as i can just so i can help as many people as i can yeah 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 definitely you know you you're inspiring um, your, your passion and your drive and you, the way you just get out there and you do it. I love it. Thank you, I, I thank really you. do. And I, I don't see many other doctors doing that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're kind of, you know, that more reserve and that's what makes success easy because nobody else is willing to put themselves out there like that. But in my profession as a doctor, people want something different. Everybody wants something different. Like, like when you see a doctor that you can relate to, then you're more likely to go to see that person, you know, and that's that's a big reason of why I'm so busy. Um, I have so many of my colleagues and they want to ask for they they're like, hey, like you're doing really well on social media. Like, you know, any advice for me? And then I mean, I'll walk them through certain things. And, and, and so much of the time I hear, well, I don't want to do that because I might look a certain way. I might look this way or that way. And it's like like being vulnerable makes you a normal person. It makes you relatable. And more people in the end are going to want to see you for that. Because if you're real, how, how yeah. real and raw and that's just it. put yourself out yeah. there and do it. Yeah, that's why I was asking at what time in your career did you, you say, you know what, let me just let me just do it. Let me yeah, just go out yeah. there and, and, and express myself. But right. you, you did it right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, you I've came, always uploaded videos all, yeah. all the time. I've just so I've I mean, like I've always seen it like 
social media it's it's the new media is what it is more people wa- more people watch their phone than watch television like television and radio is dead like so if if you're a business owner you need to understand that social media is is where it's at and your time is almost like money invested like the content you do it's like you're investing money like the more that you put out there the more opportunity there is for someone to see it just because that's that's just the way the algorithms work so whether it's a good video or a bad video like just getting the content out there is the key like mm-hmm. don't talk yourself out of it like oh i don't know if i want to do this um I always, what do I always tell, like I always say, um, what is it? You, you don't want to get into paralysis by analysis. Like you don't want to like, oh, I can't do this because you're so much in your head. Like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It's like at some point we have to realize that, um, man, so what was I telling my, telling my staff the other day about um, like done is better than perfect. Like you have to understand that perfection is never going to come just if i can put out five videos today or if i can put out a perfect video every two weeks i'm going to choose the five today all day (laughs) and one of those videos is going to be perfect if you're putting out that much volume like you know you're going to get more than that one video you were going to do in the two weeks time time span you're going to reach more people Mm -hmm. and that's what as business owners we got to understand that don't talk yourself out of it just put the content out there man like even if you look funny there's people that are like, they relate to you. Like we're all, the, we're all people. We're all the same, you know, every, everybody, I truly believe that everybody has a good heart and everybody's forgiving and no one's going to sit there and like, no, nobody's going to spend their whole life like judging you, like because of your content. If they're just, if they don't like it, they're just going to be like, ah, oh, well, I don't like that video and move on. But there's going to be a handful of people that do resonate with it and they're going to want to they're going to want to interact with you. When they come back to me, another thing is a business owner, don't let your employees talk you out of doing something. <laughs> like they, just, ta- they try to. It's not, not necessarily, not directly, but it's like, oh, I don't know. I, I didn't get to this because I want to make sure that I can do it this way. I want to make sure, like, just get it done, man. <laughs> like, because if, if you're never going to do it at some point, so getting it done is going to be, it's way better than not doing it, you know? Doing it versus doing nothing does absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you spin your wheels. Um, even with this podcast, I had no hesitation. I have no yeah. experience in podcasting at yeah. all. And I, I thought about it and, and thought about it for maybe two weeks. Didn't tell anyone. Single soul. Yeah. And then out of the blue, it was, I think it was, I was driving back from showing a house or something like that. And some I heard something and it was like, I run across these amazing people and yeah. I want to tell everybody about it. Right. How do I tell everybody? Just do it. Just and do then it. all of a sudden, I ordered yeah. it, Amazoned it, <laughs> dropped it. it, started calling up people. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I feel that um, after I found my purpose in, in my mm-hmm. life, it just, it, my life got so much easier. Yeah. I was able to, to wake up and know where I want to shift every, you know, yeah. what I want to do and, and, um, and where I want to be. And just knowing that, uh, having that comfortability of knowing that this is my life's purpose, yeah. it's made things a lot easier. And, um, I really want to try to figure out how I got here. Yeah, like yeah. I asked myself, like, how did I find real estate? Like what, what sparked an interest in me when I was younger that, that right. made me say, you know what, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And this is how you're supposed to be, uh, helping people because you know, with the pandemic, it really 
has shifted a lot of people's careers and mindsets. Yeah. A lot of people quit their jobs and they open their own businesses. I've uh, there was a high percentage of people that they started working for themselves, um, yeah. or they started a side business and then they have a full time job. Yeah. And um, and, and I, I applaud them for that. But at the same time, it's like how how do I tell someone that that comes up to me and they're like, you know, Brittany, how, how do how do I do real estate? How do I how do I open a business? How do I do this? Yeah. And I never, I, I, I even till today, even talking with these amazing people like you, yeah. um, it's like how how did I find that passion? I mean, yeah. I have sparks of interest here and there that you know lead me to believe you know come up with where I'm at now. Yeah. But um, it's just finding that light. It's it's how did I find that light? I, I I know what my value is and who I'm supposed to be, you know, as a human being, and it's in real estate. Yeah. Um. But how do how do I I, I describe that light and how do I how do yeah, I inspire right. somebody else? Right. And this is it. I mean, That's the the, the people yeah. that um, are on this podcast, they all um, are successful in what they do and they're passionate. It's not about money. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are plenty of people out there yeah. on social media and all they're doing is just flashing big expensive yeah. items and they have these titles. And, and even if it's not on social media, if it's LinkedIn or right. if it's Facebook or if it's you meeting someone at the bar or whatever it may be. If you reach or you help enough people, the money's going to come. Yeah. And all you got to do is be yourself. It's finding that's that. It. It's, yeah. Finding, yeah. it's finding yeah. it's finding that. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons when, when I, I came across you, I was like, man, yeah. I could... I've never seen any chiropractor that is so passionate about yeah. about uh, chiropracting. You you've, you've shown me things yeah, that, yeah. even before today that I didn't and even know. I'll even speak to like what you had mentioned about like ordering like the podcast equipment. That's that's a that's a huge key I think in success is like act when you're inspired. Like when you everybody knows it. Like they get this big idea and they're just like, oh man, like I just. I just feel it in my heart. Like I feel it in my gut. Like I need to do this. And I do the same thing too. Like, so me, like now my situation is always going to be some kind of content creation. So I'm like, Oh, I want to do this skit or whatever. Same thing. So I'm like, I'm going to order this on Amazon, but it can be with anything though. When you have that inspiration to do something, like don't put it off, like buy whatever equipment you need or, or, you know, buy whatever it is you need to do. Cause like, now you're obligated to do it, you know, because <laughs> what's going to happen is if you don't act when you're inspired, you're going to go tell somebody else that they don't see your vi- That's not their dream. That's not their vision. That's not their inspiration. So, of course, they're going to have something negative to say about it. They're going to discourage you and you're more likely to not act on it. So act when you are inspired and then just force yourself to, to follow your heart. You know, I, I think if I wouldn't have just said, just do it. And it was, I don't know where it came out. It was my, like you said, that gut feeling, the intuition, just something's telling me like, Brittany, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You need to be talking to these people, meeting these people, asking them about, you know, their story and, um, and bringing it to the world. Now, if a thousand people listen to it or if zero people listen to it, or if a little boy is lost in his room and he. You you don't know. Stuck in the world. I hope that he runs across my podcast and. You know, your words of inspiration may help you don't that know one what person. It, yeah, you don't know how you're, how it can change anybody's life at any time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No. And I would say, and I'm sure you would, you would attest as well. Another part, like when, when we talk about success, I always, I always, I always listen to my gut. You know, if my gut's telling me to do something, I've, I've gotten to a point where I know that like that there's something there. And then like, uh, I have like, you know, my faith. So I always, I always feel like that's, 
I, I tell my wife all the time, I feel like my, my intuition is that that's my communication with God. That's God telling me that I need to do something. So I know, and I've learned, and I've, I've been, I've had enough wins where I've been successful enough to know, listen to your gut, because that's going to lead you in the right direction. Oh, I, I, I get it. I get it all the time. I got it with this podcast and it's, it's, I'm still trying to figure out how to describe it. It, it's yeah. hard. It, it really is. Yeah, so all my yeah, questions yeah, digging yeah, in. Of, yeah. well, 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 what, how are you when you're a kid? Or how are you yeah. when you were in middle school and this, that, and the other? I think a lot of my questions are stemming from me. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. know how yeah, I found yeah. my passion because I'm still confused right, on yeah. how I was just blessed to find yeah. something. If you read Think and Grow, have you read Think and Grow Rich? You, you, I feel like I feel no, I have not. I feel like I've skimmed through it, if any. Any successful person that goes back and reads Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. everybody should read it. But if you Think read Think and Grow Rich, you go back and you're like, man, it just it it it's like it's the story of success and it and it lines it out. And then you go back and you start thinking of moments in your life where 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 Napoleon Hill is talking about like certain instances, like like a hunch, right? So there there's a there's a concept of a hunch. He says a hunch is like, he goes, whenever you have a hunch, we're just talking about that. When you have a hunch, you act on it. He goes, because a hunch is an inspiration from God where he gives it to a person to act. And when that person doesn't act on it, God gives that hunch to somebody else that is going to act on it. And that person's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So, and there's, there's, there's a lot of inspiration in that book. It's one of my favorite books. I've read it just constantly over and over. I'm, over I'm over. a visual person. I yeah. feel. I feel like it, it sounds very familiar. I want to say it has yellow lettering. No. There's. I mean, it's. it's, <laughs> it's like, I there's know. a million different copies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. T- my yeah. wife will tell you. It's like that. I, anytime I see it, I buy it. Okay. Anytime I go to a bookstore, if I see it, I buy. It. I have probably just probably 20, 30 of them just lying around my house because yeah. I pick it up and I'll just read like a little paragraph from it. Yeah. You know? And a part of it is like w- with my success, it has nothing to do with even money. I think what yeah. I define my success is, is I know what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. Yeah. I, I mean, know I'm supposed to help somebody. Make you happy. Yeah. yeah. And it, what makes me happy. And when it's tough, I, I'm able to, to think through it. And even the worst days, I, I look at them as, you know what, I'm going to be better. I just learned something that I didn't know before. Yeah. And now I know how to attack it from a different angle or now I know how to handle right. it from a different angle. So it, it's, you know, having that success and then and then maintaining it, it it's it's yeah. And, it's and being grateful. Gratitude. Being grateful. Yes. Because like once you once you reach a certain level of success, you start getting bitter about things that don't even matter. And mm-hmm. it's like, let's go back and like, do you remember where you were 10 years ago? Like you're, you're, you're upset about this little minor thing. That's not gonna, it's not going to change anything. You know, like we just like gratitude is, is huge and, and continually being success and continually pushing the limit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, no, definitely. My favorite author is uh, Robert Greene. Robert Greene, um, the mastery. Mastery. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. his, his verse. It, 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 you have to get in the mood yeah. for it. I've gone through, I think the first three of mm-hmm. his books And, um, you know, it's really, to me, about just understanding an individual and how to to, to pretty much act according to that. Yeah. And the way he does it, it's just so in your face. And I don't know. And I'll tell you, so the reading and education, too, it's like I had a, so I've had many, many mentors in my life, like, Mm -hmm. you know, but I've had a mentor tell me, like, how do you, how do you know how to be successful unless you study success? Like, you how do you know? Like, how do you know how to, like, how do you understand, how do you learn how to grow wealth unless you study wealth? 
like that stuff's not going to just come to you. So like personal education and like reading like self-help books on whatever it is you want. You want to be a successful parent? You should probably read about, you know, what it takes to be a successful parent. You mm-hmm. know, you want to be wealthy, you got to learn about wealth. You want to learn about small business success, you should study that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I try to, I'm going to look up the book that you have yeah. because lately it's been hard. It's been hard. I, I like to listen to podcasts a lot yeah. Um, yeah. on the road. I'm always on the road. Yeah. Audio books, audible. The best audibles <laughs> I like are the ones that are read by the author. Because they're passionate oh, about it. Their voice. Yeah, no, they they're pa- they read yeah. it better than anybody. Like they keep you captivated, <laughs> and they go off on side tangents. You know. Okay, so you gave you gave us one good book. What's okay. another recommendation of a book? Because so you're a reader. You're you love education and learning. And I'm a I'm a big uh, Grant Cardone fan. Okay. So I would say the 10x rule. The 10x rule. The 10x rule. Um, there's so much information in there, but like. It's like the the idea of the 10x rule is like setting goals, uh, like setting specific goals in your career. Like, I mean, the easy one to think about is I want this X amount of money, right? Like mm-hmm. I want this X amount of money by this time, right? And then you go back and then you break down like, okay, how much am I making now? And like, what would it take for me to get to this or whatever, you know? But if you break everything down, like, you know, how much did I spend on marketing? How many videos did I put out? Uh, like, you know, how many new clients did I get? Like, what can I do to 10 X, like what I want? Like, and then ultimately like the simple answer is do 10 times what you're doing. Like do 10 times the amount of whatever it is that you're doing, do 10 times the amount of podcasts, do 10 times the amount of like, I don't know, acquisition. I don't know if it was real estate. I don't know how you get leads. Like maybe it might be spend 10, 10 times the amount of marketing, but you know, or whatever it may be. But like the 10 X rule is super, it's a really good book to read. Anything Grant Cardone is, is it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm going yeah, yeah, to look yeah. into it. I definitely am because yeah. I've been, I've been looking for, for some new things to listen to and, or get involved in as far as, you know, personal growth and business growth. That's so hard. There's just so mm-hmm. much trash out there and then you end up wasting maybe 30 minutes into it and you're like, Oh, okay, yeah, next. Yeah. And on to the next, but I'm going to look those up. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, for um, sure. But all righty. Well, again, okay. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, I, I appreciate pleasure. it. Um, and that's it for today's episode on Inspired Voices, a journey through career, leadership, and business. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Looking to buy or sell real estate? Or maybe relocate to Texas? Dallas surrounding real estate agent Brittany Realzola can help sell your current home so you can buy your new home or locate pre-owned homes. Ask Brittany about her master list of new build homes in your budget. Call or text her to start the process. Her number is 972-310-8006.